Oh my gosh, hey y'all, it's me, your girl, Queen Shea Coulee, and today on another legendary episode of Wanna Be On Top, we catch up with my season nine sister, Peppermint. We dive into the fashion today, honey. We review and dissect the photo shoots of Cycle One of America's Next Top Model. Sit tight and enjoy the fashion. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert, Maxwell Esposito. Hey, girl, what are we getting into today? Hi, babes. So today we are going to talk about like the creme de la creme of top model, the photo shoots, the reason we all come and tune in Um, over the 24 seasons of top model. um, They've given us some really crazy iconic photo shoots. So it only makes sense that we have to like sit and dive into some of the best ones of season one. We had exotic animals. People were getting naked girls were crying it was it's a great time i mean honestly it was it was really cute like when you kind of like go and just look back on season one in general they're they're really kind of bland they're just kind of get it 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 seems more so as if like the photo shoots are just like intro to building a model's portfolio you know, it's nothing really groundbreaking or pushing. It's not like it, it's funny that they keep saying that they're looking for a high fashion model. And um, none of the briefs at this point are really um, high fashion. You know, uh, like, for instance, like I I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later. But just like one example is like watching the beauty like close-ups that they do on the girls and like the makeup that um jay manuel does it's so clear that like the producers were kind of like okay anything that requires any type of like outrageous beauty we kind of gotta bring like uh tyra's uh, makeup artist in who like does drag and stuff like that because i feel like the other makeup and it's crazy too to think about like the limited amount that they like had too it's just like everything about season one is just like so very um modest yeah it shows what resources they had yeah, it shows mm-hmm. that they came to uh, came to play with a small deck of cards and really came to play poker. And they definitely won because, I mean, 24 seasons later or something like that, we are, I mean, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's funny because, like, I feel like in seasons moving forward, we really start to get into some photo shoots that really push the extremes. And I feel like they kind of, like, do a really good job in the next season. Um, but this one, it feels like the, what the thing that was, 
I guess the most nerve-wracking that they could think of to throw at the girls was nudity, was for them to expose their bodies. Like, in season one, that's kind of, like, the, the like, fear factor aspect of it. It's like, how naked are you willing to get? I was totally going to say that. It felt very, like, 101 reality scare tactics. Like, how can we get a girl to cry? Let's bring reptiles. Like... Like, oh, like, how do we make girls uncomfortable? Let's bring a big man to the photo shoot and make him get all sexy next to him, you know? Yeah. And it's it's interesting to think, too, because I always have to put myself into, like, the perspective of, like, the age uh, that these girls uh, are. You know, Giselle being, like, 18, 18. that's, like, something that comes... And I also find it so interesting how much, like, just a few years, like, between, like, in, in... just like post high school, that like age of like 18 to like early 20s, how much they're all like, you are such a baby. Like you're 18 and I'm like 21. And you're like, mm, you're kind of a baby too. But <laughs> I mean, there's that part where Elise is like, um, or Giselle is like, how do I get more confidence? And Elise is like, you finish puberty. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I thought that that was really sage advice. I, I couldn't, I, I was like, for a 20 year old, that's um some pretty great advice. I mean, for real. Elise was full of one-liners and really was spilling the hot tea we all needed this season. So, so um, we'll definitely get into that more with our special guest because I just you know I'm like, why not? Let's just hop right on into it. Uh, I am so excited to have her here with us. She is my season nine sister, an absolute trailblazing icon, Broadway songstress. She is a host, an activist, a, I don't know why, I'm still going to say lover because like, damn, Peppermint be giving the love to everybody, girl. I'm so happy to have you. Please welcome my sis, the one and only Peppermint. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hi, how, how are you? Oh, girl, I'm doing fabulous. It's 40 degrees here in New York City. It's practically summer. And I am so happy. <laughs> <laughs> gonna say were people wearing shorts today outside honey those white folks were like woo, woo, they like to go out when it gets warm you literally took the words like right out of my mouth i was just all like if there's what if there's anybody that's gonna be wearing shorts it's gonna be some white people girl shorts and no shirt and the funny it's not even that they're wearing it's not even that it's a it's some white people wearing shorts it's that there's white people wearing shorts running up and down the street Next to black folks in full on Eskimo parka, like like full winter <laughs> scarf, f- f- fur around the you know hood. Yes, look, my mom said uh, growing up that we weren't allowed to wear uh, shorts unless it was seventy five degrees outside, <laughs> and that makes sense. Who wants to? <laughs> I mean, never mind. So literally, we would be wanting to put on shorts, and my mom would be like, "No, it's not seventy five." <laughs> oh wait, I shouldn't oh have goodness. said can we I shouldn't have said Eskimo. I think that's the nineties coming back. I think we're using another word right now. Um indigenous people Puffer jacket. A puffer jacket, yeah. How are you? I'm great, girl. I'm feeling good. I'm uh he, you know, I just finished my new um just finished recording my the second edition 
of my project, this huge mammoth project. I was in a, I was in love uh, like a year and a half ago, and everything was like mm. moon and stars and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we broke up, but uh, I did. Okay. I that's fine. Breakups happen, but I was able to yes. write down all my feelings. It made it was one of the best relationships I've ever been in, and I had this uh, music project, uh, basically an album about my entire relationship, the beginning, middle, and end. Um, and so yes. the beginning came out last in October, so now the middle yes. of the relationship is about to come uh-huh. out now. Um, it's called "Letters to My Lovers." Uh, broken home letters to my lovers. Uh, the first one was yes. a girl like me letters to my lovers. Uh, and so yes. what, what's exciting is I filmed a TV um, a short film that are all the music videos for the album, uh-huh. the entire project. Um, and we are submitting that to some film festivals. So I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> So oh peppermint. my god! Said, yes, 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 Maxwell. Yes, I'm sorry, darling. Do you watch <laughs> Top Model? Hell no, no. But <laughs> did you watch but it in 2003? It. I watched you were, you, it 55 years ago. Cycle 1,255, 25 and I stopped watching it after that. Um, I did watch it in the early days. I watched. I'd like to say, and I might be wrong. But I think I remember because this was even even Top Model was kind of before the way s- social media wasn't the way it is now, right? And so oh, yeah. when they when Top Model would come on, there would be like a blow up episode or something would happen all dramatic and girls would be in the commercial they'd be fighting or oh my god cliffhanger commercial. And so I would tune in whenever I knew it was going to be dramatic, but I didn't watch on a weekly basis. Um, but I, but I am a fan of the show because I was on it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's all like uh, she was on it. Top model facts. Top model facts. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. So we are currently going through where, um, where season are we? one. We're okay. in season one, the one where it all began. You know, <sighs> and what we love about season one is it's something that's uh, it's quite you know humble. <laughs> Um, and, it's a pilot and, and season. revisiting it. <laughs> yes. You know, like, okay, for instance, one thing that I noticed <clears throat> in watching it is like in the first two eliminations, like there isn't like they don't quite have the concept of like, you know, there being a photo of a week or a top girl. They mm-hmm. just kind of call their name. You know, there's like none of that. And then even like as the like girls get eliminated, like the first two, uh, like Tessa and and Katie, um, it's kind of like unceremonious. You know, it isn't until like midway through where Tyra starts like addressing each girl individually before she says who's going to go home. You see her that you like see as a host get better at like building the suspense and like kind of creating those like um iconic things that we soon learned to to come to expect. So the top photo shoots especially. Yeah. Yes, those top modelisms, those tyraisms, all of them. Top about Like in these photo shoots, it's just very much so, especially with the first two. You know, let's just start with the first. Let's just start with the first one. So the the what they want the girls to understand is that uh for models, everything for this first one is like it's 
shot out of season, you know? So their first Uh photo shoot is they're going to be modeling uh, J-Lo's swimwear line on a rooftop. And it's been Uh made very apparent that it's, like, below freezing temperatures in New York. The photographers even, like, make a comment about, like, oh, you know, this is really even cold for us, so we can't even imagine what it's (laughs) going to be like for these girls. And so... um, They're all put up there to go and do their thing. And, and okay, side note, before we even jump into this. Yes. Um, just talking about the cultural impact that America's Next Top Model has had and how far it's gone. I also like to watch other franchises. And <clears throat> this concept later on gets borrowed because I don't know if we'll ever get there. <laughs> this will probably be episode like 200 something of this podcast if we did. So in Australia... In Australia's Next Top Model, they have a finale photo shoot on their uh, seventh season where they fly the girls out to Dubai. And it's like this same concept. They're all like, hey, everything is shot out of season and they have Uh to shoot winter fashion in the middle of the desert. And it is absolutely stunning. Like I really? like I know you think about like honestly the photo shoot was like, unbelievably beautiful. It was like this deserted city and like they the way that they styled them was gorgeous. But like, damn, it was I could only imagine what that shit was like having to be out in the scorching sun and wool and leather and hats and shit. But they looked good. Those now wait, good. was it was it like woman in a bikini with a fur coat on, or was it like no, you're gonna dress like you're literally in the tundra? Oh, no, they had on boots, tights, leather pencil skirts, like blouses, like jackets. Like they had these big like um, wool pashminas on these like 60s style beehives. And they're just like out in the desert carrying these big old bags of like fruit and stuff. It was beautiful. Australia's Next Top Model, let me tell you, they really like all the girls that came out of that franchise became like, for instance, the beautiful uh Sudanese ducky thought top model she came from Australia's ex top model brilliant we love her more top model facts so uncomfortable temperatures have you ever peppermint have you ever had to like brave like a really weird temperature situation for the sake of fashion or I don't photo? know that I've ever I feel like I'm always connected to fashion but I don't know how much I really am involved in fashion, but I certainly have had to be for the sake of the show, which ultimately what it is. I have had to do. Yes. I've had, I've done them both. I've done like nearly naked. I mean, not really naked, but nearly naked in the coldest, coldest, coldest. I've done, you know, shows in the rain and you're like, it's almost ridiculous because you're literally like looking like, you know, Bambi. <laughs> like you're going to fuck. And half the time your costume or whatever you're going to wear is already planned out. And so whatever you bring yeah. with you, that's what you're going to wear. And so yeah. whether it's winter, spring, summer, or fall, honey, you're going to do it. Yes. So in the girls' first photo shoot, they do kind of all right. You know, it's it's mostly just like an intro for them to like kind of like understand like their extremes. But all in all, at the end, they believe like Ebony does the strongest and mm-hmm. Tessa from Chicago. From unfortunately, your, your hometown, she does Chicago. not perform and she is I know, damn. <laughs> Poor old Chicago Tessa is unfortunately sent home. Why'd you do that, Tyra? 
But when we come back, we're going to jump into the second photo shoot and much, much more. All right, so we are back. Myself, Miss Maxwell Esposito, and my sister Peppermint are discussing some of the photo shoots from Cycle One of America's Next Top Model. See, I also I, I feel like I always have to fight um, the the natural tendency to say season, but you know, um, Top Model they were they very much so were like we do cycles the same way that they they. Called all the girls um, semifinalists, you know, or it's like, oh, you are a, or were they finalists? Yeah, they were finalist. They were semifinalists, like in LA. So they like do that like semifinalist yeah. process at the beginning with the audition, and then they're considered finalists when they go to like boot camp or whatever you want to call it. Okay, so for the girls. Second photo shoot. They they do a stuff magazine shoot. Okay, and uh, I know I'm like I look back and I'm like, what is stuff? Magazine? It was it was practically it was basically Hustler mag, not even Playboy. It was basically Hustler magazine, but with, but but you know with clothes on. With clothes. Well, you know they wanted to 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 test these girls to see if they could be. Sexy. So their photographer was a Mr. Barry Hollywood. And uh, it's funny because, like, they're this is the second time that they're kind of put in this situation where, like, these girls are, like, kind of needing to present themselves in a way that is sexy, but also not too sexy. Like, you need to be, like, model. So <clears throat> all in all, Shannon, who was kind of in the bottom the week before, they didn't really feel her. They're really feeling Shannon on this photo shoot as well as Giselle. Well, the photographer, he felt like he thought Giselle was great, but the judges did not really see it for her that much. Uh, Kessie, she kind of struggled. Um, our, our sweet little sis from Arkansas, because she felt like she couldn't quite, you know. Um, he, the the photographer, I remember him saying that he felt like she was a little bit too tentative and did not know how to be spontaneous mm-hmm. yet and just kind of like feel it and then ultimately Katie from Glenview Illinois um they were like girl you just <laughs> pushing the sexy way I too remember. much I remember this mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like you gotta go and and the funny thing is like during during like when we're seeing the footage of her during her photo shoot we hear this voiceover of Katie admitting that she had posed for, for Playboy, Playboy before Uh And I found that so interesting because it didn't seem like that voiceover moment came from then. It felt like it was something that was taken elsewhere from like after. And I was just kind of like, it it, it didn't seem like anything that she said to the judges or the girls. So it was weird that it kind of came out um, in that way in this kind of like, I don't know, interview scenario. They were trying to get her, honey. In her dialogue soundbite. Right. Also, the tricks. 
a fun fact about this shoot too they they only got to see the test photos during this they didn't actually even use these photos that uh we are looking at for reference photos because where did these they were, photos come from those are the ones that were actually printed in the magazine but during panel they could only show them the test photos from test photos oh, yeah so, because it actually was going to go to print mm-hmm. this hmm. was like a, a, a spread for top model and stuff for real tyra was on it and everything Yes, they did. They got to watch Ty. I forgot about that. They got to watch Tyra go and kind of do it first. But it's funny because Tyra was in a skirt suit. It was a sexy skirt suit, but I was just all like, interesting choice. The juxtaposition between all the girls in swimwear and Tyra in a skirt because, you know, she, she was like business boss lady. But also, you know, she's a swimsuit model. It's not so even, I thought it was interesting. It's not even that she's a swimsuit model. These women are, are in swim, swimwear and the set is like dripping. It's like, you know looking like dripping. <laughs> it doesn't look like water, but it looks like something's dripping off the wall. <laughs> you know, it's it's just some... <laughs> okay, so I can kind of see what you mean by that. Now, it's interesting because, like, it's plexi, and there's, like, lights behind it, and it was water, but now that I'm looking at the contrast, the sharp contrast of the white against the black, it's, it is giving... Yeah, video actually, booth realness. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Now I'm never gonna unsee that. <laughs> oh, not that I've ever been it's to just one. Giving, it's, it's just giving wet in a whole new different way. way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's um, why Tyra kept her suit on. <laughs> that's right. Yes, she said. Yes, she's like, I'm not getting none of that on me. Um. So yes, ultimately, good old Katie. Sorry, she she wound up not making it through this week. So I think this was also kind of like a moment in Top Model where they were starting to like set this narrative of like, don't be too sexy. Like, don't think that modeling is about being sexy. Like, it's about having depth and showing character. Which so, is kind of a trap of, like, because the first two shoots are bikini shoots. <laughs> It, yes, right. So it's just kind of like, how do you behave? Get naked, under but those you better situations? not be sexy. <laughs> 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 These poor, you know, because it's just like reality television. Wow, like in the early two thousands, especially thinking about the fact that it's just like girls' virginities, like Shannon's, that being a topic, something that was asked of her mm-hmm. in casting. I, I brought it up before, but I still just am like so oddly just like, why were they obsessed with that? Anyway, but and, and they obviously are trying to build this narrative that like, you know, you need to be a little bit more deep and in depth. So they wanted to, uh, after the girls had their makeovers, focus on beauty they were like you know we've been doing like body shots things like that so like now is the time where we kind of have to start getting in close so we can see what you are all about and if you can really work your face and it and it's great because tyra hasn't quite come to like the smize moment catchphrase yet but you can see it you can see Uh it building and bubbling in her head because i love it because like you know in this first season she's at like all the photo shoots and she's coaching the girls and and especially on this one because it's a beauty shoot she's like applying bronzer and it's also sweet because she seems so like big sister looking out for like these young models like really like a mentor um and like 
the way that she is constantly describing engaging through the eyes, I'm just like, I, I can't wait to get to the point where I see it finally click for Tyra and she comes to the smize catchphrase moment. Um, I'm just like, I, I'm excited for that to come up in the, in the top model journey. But <clears throat> so they want to tell the girls that beauty in this instance for this photo shoot is going to be extreme and that they're going to be, you know, modeling with some, 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 exotic models from all over the world. <laughs> and so after meeting their photographer, Troy Ward, uh, Tyra announces that the girls will be posing with snakes. Now, this was like a time when like Fear Factor was on. So uh-huh. I'm sure like these girls <laughs> were already like, uh, no. Like, uh, let me ask you, if, if you were a contestant in the situation and they like, you know, week three brought out a big old snake. How would you feel? In season one, I would say, hell, of season, week three <laughs> of season one? Absolutely not. Because you know what? The, this was back early, early, early 2000s when, you know, like the uh, the whole idea of these reality shows was just something very, very different. They didn't really have the whole machine going the way that they do now. Uh, you know, when they were filming mm-hmm. a reality show, it was literally like, I mean, even on set on Top Model, it was literally like the producer was like, okay, everybody show up. The cameras show up. You show up. Did the guy with the snakes, did anybody call him? And it's just like that. (laughs) And so, you know, if there's no like, I mean, I wasn't on set for this. I don't know. But like you would imagine that one of the girls could have gotten bitten and and just die right there. And they would have just been like, leave her out back, you know, like. That's, what are they going to do for season one? You know, we're not even sure if the show's really picked up by the time that they're, when they're filming this. So leave the bitch out back. Her fault. Wow. You know? in, a, in an alternate universe, a girl got bitten and murdered week three of tomorrow. It is rotting. Girl, they're in New somewhere. York. You could leave a body out back. Nobody would know. Oh, there's know. another one. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, what a glamorous city. Don't we love it? Um, <laughs> okay, so yes, the girls are are are, are modeling with snakes. Okay, uh, first up we have Robin. Mm-hmm. Robin, this thing, she definitely was afraid. She says, "I wear snakeskin boots, but I don't really play with <laughs> reptiles." <laughs> Which, like, in terms of and, karma, that's probably not mm-hmm. the one the thing you'd want to say before putting a snake around your neck. You don't want to tell right. the, the 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 universe. I wear dead snakes, but I'm going to put yes. this around my neck. <laughs> Whew. Yes, right. That because that snake could wrap around you and be like, "For my like, ancestors, <laughs> give us free the freedom." <laughs> 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 Absolute. I mean, like, damn, uh, she lucky, lucky. Um, uh, after Robin, we see Elise, who, okay, now I'm just going to, like, go back because I believe that I printed this photo out and had it up in my locker in seventh grade. Um, it was this beautiful white, this white albino snake with the this, like, white under eyeliner and like these bottom lashes like a uh, jay manuel clearly knew that he was going for this like dark twiggy reference you know like twiggy but brunette <sighs> and uh yeah no i remember just being absolutely captivated by that at the time and i i believe too 
the 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 re- the way that I was able to get these photos and print them out is uh like on UPN's website you could go and see oh, the really? photos from yeah from from that week <laughs> and then, and I would go and then get them and then save them and then print them out on my dad's office computer and then go and tape them oh, up work. in my locker and then it would it, it it would get sad when it would come to a point that there was too many of these like little uh four by five printed out um pictures in my locker that I would have to like take girls down and they would get eliminated from my locker Aww. You know, well, not at yeah. least though. Well, we, nope, we're not, not that far yet. We're say, not that far yet. Nope, nope, <laughs> not that far yet. Not that far yet. Okay, so Kissy, she got high praise from from the photographer because he liked her doe eyes. Janice was not feeling it. She said that she could just like feel that she was like tense and scared. Mm-hmm. Ebony, they felt that she looked beautiful, but they said that her skin was an issue. They said, "Hey, Ebony." Your skin color is beautiful, but your skin texture is a problem. And I, I, as someone who deals with texture issues myself, I totally understand the struggle, Ebony. But what it boiled down to is um, the the reason why she was having um, issues is because I guess she wasn't moisturizing. She was like dry, like baby. I'll have texture. I don't have skin issues just because I don't because because I'm dry. Girl, you're not gonna be naked on a shoot. A black girl naked. What black girl's naked on a shoot in front of Wyclef with no <laughs> moisturizer? Girl, what? what? Like, right. <laughs> right. Somewhere, Bob skipping down the street, ashy. I'm talking about our sister's tweet this morning, talking about she left the house without lotion on her feet. I said, Miss Ma'am. Oh, who, this who did? Be a ploy. Bob? Bob. Yeah, oh, I said, Miss Ma'am. She said, "Do you ever leave the house without lotion?" And I was just like, "No, you I don't even. I don't even leave. The, I, don't, <laughs> I don't leave the bed without lotion." <laughs> right? I need to slide out on a lotion slide like a like a snail. I have lotion in lotion every trail. room in my house, even in the kitchen <laughs> next to the stove. Yeah. <laughs> your hand gets dry. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and that is what wound up thusly being Ebony's uh, journey. She was like, I'm going to start moisturizing day and night. It became a point of contention. I remember uh, they were doing some some runway. Miss J touched her. <laughs> her shoulder was like, <laughs> she's like, girl, you about to get fried. <laughs> you ain't going to get me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> But ultimately, at the end of the day, the person that they felt did the weakest in the photo shoot was Nicole. Um, and that was mostly because Nicole had kind of checked out the competition at this point because yeah. her uh, famous BMX bike riding boyfriend was not returning her calls since she had been in the competition. And uh, yeah, she was uh, sit home. Mm. Um when we come back, we are going to get back into some of these iconic season one photo shoots. And this week on Top Model, the girls do their first commercial. Tyra is 
talking to them about how it is important to be able to model for television because modeling and being on TV is how you get to people. It's how you get in their living rooms because not everyone buys magazines, but everyone has a TV. So the girls meet with a choreographer. They go over choreography. You know, they come up with their little lines and then they start going through the the takes for their very first America's Next Top Model, Colored Contact. Fresh co- look opaque. Colored contact, fresh look opaque. And you know what? <clears throat> it's funny because you said uh, that you would never wear them after that commercial. And that commercial actually sold them to me. Um, oh, so real? much so, <clears throat> so much so that I, at the time, who had 2020 vision, convinced my older sister, Michelle. <laughs> convinced my older <laughs> sister Michelle <laughs> to get my mom to take her to the eye doctor so that she, she could get, get the color, color that you co- need yes Girl. okay but no 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 I I didn't I, I I didn't convince Michelle that they were for me I convinced Michelle that they were for her like I was I was oh, you were masculine like I was I was like her little stylist like girl you need that you sparkle need- in your <laughs> eye <clears throat> and then <laughs> and then I stole a pair and then I would wear I would go and I would put them in in at the school. bathroom at school. Girl, you ain't the only one. <laughs> Why is it the fresh look the top model fresh look opaques commercial has kids straight up acting like we are buying dope? Like we are like scheming and conniving. <laughs> I did the same thing. Okay. Now, girl, I was at school and I couldn't, I guess because I just couldn't get a doctor's note or whatever. And so there was a girl at my school who would sell contacts. But if you met her after lunch by the water fountain in the hall that was quiet by the music room, you would, she would stand out there. (laughs) Yes. And then she would, and you had to meet her. And then she would do the (laughs) tutorial on how to put them in at the water fountain. She would teach you at the water fountain, just in case anything dropped down. It was by the water, and she would yes. teach you how to do it. So yes, fresh looks. I mean, I I I I already knew what fresh looks were by that time because I I I was a little yes. older, but still. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like the things that we were we were doing, doing. to try and get the sparkle in our eyes, in our eyes, smiles. Yes, to just communicate that passion. <laughs> you know, that passion. they could say. <laughs> And I love, I love watching it back and them putting passion in subtitles whenever Adrian would say it. And then above that in brackets, it said Chicago accent. (laughs) (laughs) Her passion. What about that? Chicago accent? Chicago. She was like Chicago passion. They kept it in the commercial too, though. Like nobody else could have said that. That right? Like nobody else said. Why did she be the one to say it? It was the most bizarre delivery of the word passion. Other people said passion too. Oh, did they? Yes. So that was the thing. I saw Giselle say passion, and she said it beautifully. So I was like, "Why did you?" They went with the least passionate and hardest to understand (laughs) person saying passion. Okay. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Okay, so. Um, after the commercial, we they they tell the girls that you know they want they want to keep them in this vein of like active modeling. So the next photo shoot involves movement. They mm-hmm. say that they're going that Tyra wants the girls to 
know, learn how to model dance. They're told that they're going to be working with a football player, Clinton Portis, and the photographer was Daniel Garriga. Automatically, they put Giselle up first because she's like the dancer, want to see how she'll do. And um, you could definitely see the fact that she's like the youngest because she's like clearly the one that's the most talented at moving um, because she's a dancer, she's athletic, she's strong, beautiful, but then um, is doing that whole like, um, you know, if I suck, just like tell me I suck, you know? Meanwhile, she's like mm-hmm. jumping nearly up to the football player's <laughs> shoulders, doing these beautiful kicks and 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 all and splits and whatever. And it's just kind of like at that point, it's like, Miss Ma'am, <clears throat> we know you're capable of doing this. Just like show up and like do the job. But it's just like she she she's at that point where she wants people to tell her that she's beautiful and she's pretty. Just and <laughs> she's pulling just like, an Alexis, Michelle. <laughs> yes you know right and it's like we love our sister but it's just like yeah she there's some girls there like they they want to hear that like you know praise and it's just like okay we we understand that you are fully absolutely capable and at that point it was just like Giselle was almost kind of like digging a hole for herself because instead of like leaning into it and like actually being confident which the judges had been critiquing her about she was kind of you know putting on this facade as if she really didn't feel herself. So, it, and and also, let's just talk about this uh, wardrobe for a second. I was going to ask about her outfit. I mean, okay, go ahead. Go, go, you go. I just, you know... Um, this doesn't look athletic to me. It, it, it looks it, like running from... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's deconstructed... I will say that. It looked like somebody traced a circle and cut the hole out. Oh, that's literally what they were doing. They like <laughs> they show you footage of them just cutting these clothes off of these girls, just taking scissors to the like, I don't even understand. Like there they're like the there's this one on Adrian where it, it looks like they almost tried to like cut out a, a flower, um, but still see. make it athletic. <laughs> um it's like this is at Hardy Time, that whole like ripped up like crossroads Britney Spears moment was like what they were going for they sure were because they they did kind of talk about the process of them just taking these jerseys because I felt like they they probably were sent this wardrobe that was you know yes athletic wear but they were looking at these girls and were like let's just do something to make it more interesting and let's frizz out their hair and do something um and it was who Elise and um, Adrian had uh, folks from home. Elise had her boyfriend there. Um, what was her boyfriend's name? I don't remember. It's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> he's just a straight Vain man together out no there more. in the world. Right. Uh, who, I mean, who knows? Okay, so like earlier when we were talking about Nicole, homegirl that got sent home, Maxwell let me know the other day that she's still with that boyfriend that what? didn't call that her. That wasn't even called she... That dumb yes, bitch. Yes, they're married and have kids now. And he still doesn't call her. <laughs> <laughs> what about how much Kins- Kizzy looks like Tyra Banks? They like really fed into that this episode too. 
Oh, yes. They definitely did kind of love to play into this idea that Kizzy looked like Tyra. So much so that um, Elise starts to talk about it in, like, a conversation with Adrian when they're, like, hanging out, like, one-on-one. Kizzy definitely has some similarities to Tyra, but I feel like one of her biggest struggles is her confidence. But it's interesting that the storyline of confidence is kind of being played onto Giselle, who seems to be confident, whereas Kesey seems to genuinely struggle to, like, find it and project that, but no one seems to comment on that, except for the photographers. You know, they say that, but the judges are all like, hmm, we like her, which is, you know, she has a likable personality, and that's something that we kind of see reflected with the way that mm-hmm. uh, the contestants all feel about her, because there's, mm-hmm. like, this, you know, clear divide between the girls that are religious <laughs> and the girls that are not, and Kesey is still friends with everybody, you know, and I think it's kind of at around this photo shooter time, there's like some some talk about uh, going to a sex store and Kessie's like, yeah, girl, I've been to a sex store before too. And the girls are all like, okay, she's down. She gets down with Bible time, but she also, you know, can go to the sex store as well. <laughs> I do remember that. Chasm in the house. Right? It was very interesting. Like, I feel like that was something that was talked about a lot on television at this time. Like, what were your feelings about religion as a young person? Well, I you know, think like they were, you know, I mean, it, was, it wasn't just in the house. It was, it, this was, you know, at the, in the late 90s and around the turn of the century <laughs> to the 2000s, mm-hmm. uh, there was definitely a lot of conversations about, you know, pro-choice versus pro-life, you know, um, you know, not that that's brand new conversation, but it really made its way into pop culture where young women were having conversations on whether in, in public um, and on television about whether, whether or not they, you know, own their bodies or not, should they be sexually active? And this, around this time, like 2003, four, five uh, was when, you know, just having been refreshed from watching Britney Spears, uh, documentary yeah. uh, framing Britney that you know we were really treating young ladies like this in a way that they they really didn't deserve when it comes to like making them choose between like their their faith and their sexuality um, yeah. and I think that that really played a, an effect on played a part in in this in this show and on the young ladies not necessarily imposed by Tyra or the producers but just like you know society. Yeah, no, I totally 100% agree with that because it was like also in that age where a lot of young ladies were being exposed in the way of like revenge porn and sex tapes Uh being released with like Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian. And it was like this way in which like we were really, really, I just feel like there are very interesting cycles in which uh, slut shaming happens. I feel like it happened Uh with Monica Lewinsky. And then I feel like there was like this kind of like revenge porn thing. And like, as this is like also happening with the internet, we're like seeing like this reflected, these narratives kind of Uh start to happen in reality television where they're all like, okay, are you like a good girl or are you like a skank, you know? And like, Uh I feel like in so many ways they were like trying to teach (laughs) girls to be like, uh, yeah, you need to present innocent, but you need to make people think that you're bad, but like also innocent at the same time. And it's just so like, what what, what, what do I do? First photo shoot, be naked, but don't be sexy. Like, what? yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. And and so it's like the photo shoot following this, you know, we kind of get back into that sexy arena because it's when they go to Paris and they're doing lingerie with the male model. Well, everyone, we have covered some of the most iconic photo shoots of season one of Top Model. Thank you so much, Peppermint, for stopping by. Please tell the children where they can find you online. You better come find me at Peppermint247 on all of my social, including Venmo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Venmo is online. And that's it. (laughs) Yes. Great. Well, we uh, are also always, always, always taking lists. Ooh, what, what is that that you got there, Peppermint? Is that like a torta? It's what chicken, bitch. Oh, that's chicken. Oh, my God. You got Popeye's, <laughs> bitch. I'm sorry, oh. I'm hungry. Oh, Don't tell I'm them they can't see it. Yes. Right? I'm like, here we are giving a free advertising. <laughs> that looks so good and juicy. And speaking of juicy, you can send all of your juicy listener questions into us at beontoppod at gmail.com. I am Shea Coulee, and join us Thursday where we pick up this conversation and talk more to Peppermint about Top Model and what she's going to do this spring. See you then. Want to Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Want to be on top? Forever. <laughs> to listen to Want to Be On Top? ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna be on top? It's produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.